Well, I'm not a crook. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I have a dream. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. It transcends the senses. This is Murder of Grey. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And this is the Murder of Grey podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week as it is Halloween week. Uh, this is the final episode of our spooky month. And for this little celebration of ours of Halloween, and we realize that a lot of people are going to be doing something interesting today, uh, we wanted to introduce a new concept or a new show to you guys. Not new podcast, don't worry. We're not that crazy. We're not doing a third one yet. <laughs> we don't got the time. Eventually, maybe. Uh, but we're going to be introducing a new line here in which uh, it, we're going to be able to talk about different types of topics that still pertain to the dilemmas of our lives. Uh, most specifically, our own personal lives and those lives of maybe some future guests as well. So we are introducing the Layers of Grey. Now, in the layers of gray, like I mentioned, this is going to be an opportunity for you, the listener, to get to know us better by us talking about our own personal dilemmas that we've encountered in our lives, get to know us a little bit better, what makes us who we are, and you might be surprised at what we're willing to share and what some people might be willing to talk about if you just give them the time. Now, I will give a warning before this, and probably every Layers of Grey episode, it might be a good idea to give a little bit of a warning to you, because these are going to be very personal stories. And this week's episode might be a little triggering for people who might have some childhood trauma or things like that, because we're going to be discussing our own childhoods, and they weren't always the happiest moments there. But I think the big thing to take away from this and what we're going to try to do when we discuss our childhoods is that it wasn't all doom and gloom. There was some good things there and it's really important to try and focus on those things too. So we're going to be kicking this off with us and just kind of letting it free flow out. Think a podcast therapy session, right? <laughs> I think that's going to be a good <laughs> interesting way of uh, discussing this and we've kind of tested the waters with this idea too whenever we did uh when i did the solo episode when i discussed work so i i feel like it's going to kind of have that same vibe uh if you guys were into that as well so uh do you want to share first or how, how would you like to start this off chris oh I, I felt like i planned for this episode and i didn't even think about oh who goes first yeah um, that's i know now that we're in it it's like oh yeah good idea we're gonna share our personal stories hey do you want to do it first no. <laughs> i'm so used to our like conversations just blending i'm like ooh, yeah who wants to go on a soapbox first well i guess because you're always on the soapbox first in an episode i guess i could take over first um right, sounds good childhood huh mm -hmm. <sighs> uh for me I feel like a lot of my childhood was uh, blacked out. Uh, I don't 
particularly know why. I mean, I know why. Like, there were certain issues and problems uh, that I can see why I would, but then there's also just a lot of it I feel like I don't remember. And Mm -hmm. the only way I do remember these things are from randomly seeing a cartoon I used to watch during that time, or a video game, or a movie, or a smell, or food. Like, these are memories I'll just, like, plain forget, and then they'll just come back. Um, Mm. A lot of the impactful memories I do remember, and over time I've pretty much remembered most of them. Uh, I know uh, a lot of these memories of my childhood I used as an excuse to escape from reality uh, for years. And it, I just planned for, it it got to one point where I just forgot my childhood completely and why I was doing what I was doing. Uh, But now that I've got quite a few years of clarity, I can uh, pretty much remember most of the things that affected me. Because I know other things affected my family in different ways. But for what affected me, you know, uh, growing up, uh, my parents both worked. My mom pretty much worked two jobs. You know, my dad worked full time. Uh, My dad drank a lot. So he'd always come home, get drunk, and then just kind of disappear in his room, watching TV, uh, the times where he did get out, like it would be like arguments and stuff. Um, for me, it made me stay in my room a lot. Um, and for a while, granted I was young, I shared my room with my parents. Uh, I was in my own little tiny twin bed, uh, next to the closet, uh, where all my games and movies were, um, all in there and then they had the rest of it and it was hard to avoid situations when you know like you're in the same room Mm -hmm. you know um years later uh it got to the point where kind of like my parents like or my dad stayed in a different room for the most part um and that's when it got a little bit easier, I think, on everybody. But uh, in the beginning, it was basically just me learning how to isolate and escape. And I think that's kind of where I learned my biggest issue in life is escaping from what's going on. You know, it's it started back then. I didn't want to hear arguments. Honestly, when I hear... Like, it's usually couples. I can hear two dudes arguing and not be triggered, but when I hear, like, a couple arguing and there's, like, aggressive, like, physical sounds of either just things being thrown, like, it it for sure triggers me. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like, I remember... Is it like a, is it like a run trigger or a go help trigger? I'm, I'm curious. It... At first, it freaks me out. At first, it's kind of like, oh, shit. And you just kind of, like, stand there as if your soul got sucked out of you. Like, that kind of feeling. You're like, oh. Right. Um, yeah, you're going back to that youth there. Yeah. I 
I think in the beginning, uh, I used to be kind of like that run. Nowadays, it's kind of like, a, oh, like I'm going to try and see if I can see what's going on, you know, like mm-hmm. just to make sure no one gets hurt um, on either side. But it's back then, like if, if I had to escape, I would usually just hide in my closet. Right. Um, I had my little lamp in there and like books and stuff. It was cool. You know, I had like a little spot, kind of like a Harry Potter kind of closet. Uh, and you had your safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's kind of why I played a lot of games and watched a lot of movies and stuff. Cause it was just a way to not be around anybody. And for the most part, I just didn't want to be around people. And that's something I still kind of, I don't want to say struggle with because I don't mind being around people, but I'd rather be doing my own thing. I'd rather be at home or if I do go out, you know, I want to do me. I want to do something that's going to benefit me or help somebody. But, you know, I want to just focus on myself because I felt like for so long, I kind of like always worried about like what other people thought or what other people did. I never really did anything for myself, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely it. I feel like my biggest takeaway for me is that it's what made me comfortable just being at home all the time. I feel like I can be comfortable by myself. Like, before my life is the way it is now, like I was literally fine just being by myself. You know, I didn't, I feel like I never really felt lonely to an extent just because I was like, I, it's weird because I never, like, there, I always had people in my life. Like, it wasn't where I was like completely cut off from everyone. Like, I always, like, you know, was either dating or talking to people or, you know, through work and stuff. Um, but I always just felt like better by myself. And it's weird because everyone I talk to say they're happier when they're talking to other people. But for me, I'm like, to an extent, I can just talk to people online and feel good, you know, unless it's an argument, but I try to stay away from those. But, you know, it's, I don't have a lot of these urges for social activities that people do. Like I, I'm fine just being away from everything. As long as I got my like creature comforts, you know, I'm in a safe place. Like I'm, I'm happy. I could, I could stay there forever and never have to do anything else. <laughs> but, um, obviously life can't be like that. So, you know, it, it took me a long time to get comfortable, uh, breaking from those childhood like uh trying to think of the word like things you learn uh it's like a defense mechanisms or coping skills that you learned as a kid yeah to kind of keep you away and isolated because alone was safer right whenever you were in a situation with other people there's the chance of something traumatic happening i guess what I'm kind of yeah, yeah, and it's like for me, I 
it's funny because I talk about isolation, but there was a point, and this is something I'll get into a different layers episode because I feel like I could do a whole episode just on it. But um, when I started escaping the drugs and stuff, you know, there was a point where like that isolation was totally different than like the isolation that I like. Um, even the being like incarcerated in isolation that was not fun, you know, like, mm-hmm. even though I'm like fine being on my own and shit, but when you're like thrown in isolation because you did something stupid, um, you don't have that freedom of being like, okay, I've been in my room all day. I should at least step outside to catch like a breather. You know, it's like, no, you're stuck in this room with the light barely on. Like, right. you know, like it's a different feeling, but um, isolation by choice versus force. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, that's that that's a whole nother episode. But um, for my childhood stuff, it's like you know, my my childhood wasn't all bad. Like I there was a lot of good things with it too. You know, it's like for the most part, I'm starting to really remember a lot of the good parts of my childhood. You know, like going to Pokemon card tournaments. You know, there's weird visual remembrances of going to Circuit City to get a game. Like it's just those happy memories, like kind of overtake the the rougher uh memories i guess you could Mm -hmm. say thankfully you know like sometimes i feel like it is good to be able to acknowledge stuff in the past but at the same time like if these weird happy memories just overtake that and i'm not affected by these old ones anymore like i'm good you know i've I made peace with a lot of the issues of the past. You know, I've I've talked to people and it cleared a lot of things up. And um, I don't hold any resentments or anything at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's understandable why some things happened the way they happened. Um, and it... You know, it's just tough, you know, like, so many people deal with these kind of issues and just no one talks about them. And because of that, we all feel alone, even though, like, more people in this world have this in common than you think, you know, like, I've definitely met people in my life that have had similar instances and it's like, oh man, I wasn't alone. You know, like, this isn't just something that happened to me or, like, people on TV. You know, like, it's it's weird. It's weird how we don't talk about our upbringing to strangers, really. I mean, I guess it doesn't really, you don't really need to just bring that up to somebody. But, you know, if, like, someone's talking about it, like, we always just kind of hide away from it. Uh, right. But... There's another thing, and this is kind of, like, different. Um, And more so, this isn't, like, a bad thing, but it's definitely something that I think maybe, like, helped further with me being more comfortable on my own was I was homeschooled for a while. And, uh, like, there was, like, we would do coursework from, like, a reputable, like, school, but it'd just be at home. Um, and I did some after school stuff. Like I, 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 you know, was around people here and there, but I was more so just comfortable being at home. 
And I realized like, that's kind of something. And that's maybe why I've been so comfortable with it. When you think about it, like for a majority of my life, I was just always at home. Mm. I had some friends growing up, but it wasn't a lot because I also moved a lot. So for me getting that friend, uh, what do you call it? Getting all the friendships and stuff. It just was never really there because it's like, Oh, after a couple of years, we're moving. You meet someone new, you know, when, when I was in high school, that's when things were a little more stable. Like I stayed at that in that area for at least, I don't know, 10 years, hmm. maybe, well, maybe not 10 years, but like eight. And that was the longest, you know, like it, so people I met there, I was able to cre- at least create long friendships, which I never really had before. I uh, never really understood what friends were for the most part. I just knew people that I could like play games with. That was it. So it was all kind of a learning experience, kind of like learning how to be social. You know, for me, that was a very big fear. And I think that was one of the other reasons why I started like doing drugs and stuff because I was like, Oh, this is going to make me more social. It takes away the fear. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, yeah. it, it all kind of blended in. Um, definitely in the high school episode of this is going to be a very, very big episode. But, um, yeah. for me, it's, I look back at my childhood and there's nothing like I'm angry about. There's nothing I'm mad about. There's nothing I'm sad about. You know, it's, for me, it's just, you know, it's a learning experience. We all have to go through some kind of bullshit. Um, makes us what we are now. As long as we, like, can acknowledge what happened and be better. You know, like, I, I look at it like now that I'm like, I just want to do good. I want to be better. I, I want to feel things I didn't think I could feel, you know. Like, for so long growing up, like, I thought I was weird because, like, I don't laugh at everything that people do. I don't, I I almost feel like I'm a shell. Like it's Mm -hmm. weird. I see these like things about serial killer or psychopaths and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I kind of relate to some of their shit. Like (laughs) not like in a bad way, but like, they're like, you know, not being very sociable in person or, you know, not really laughing or showing emotions. I'm like, Oh my God, that's me. But I'm like, Oh no, that's also symptoms of just being really depressed and anxious. So, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense too. So I don't want to hurt anybody, you know? So it's like, I don't know. There, there was a lot of, for a, a lot of my life, I held my childhood as a reason why I was the way I was. And nowadays I don't feel that way. You know, I think maybe enough years have passed since my issues that I, now I realize like I was just using my childhood as an, as an excuse mm-hmm. to do what I was doing. But, uh, if I had to live through it again, I would, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad. You know, there's, and the good memories outweigh the bad. And I think to me, that's what's most important. And, yeah, towards my 
teenagehood, there are definitely things I wish I probably would have changed. But at the same time, if I changed things, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And It's true. It's always something really important to remember. Yeah. Like, there's always, there's, like, key moments in my life. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could switch that. Like, what would happen? And I'm like, I'd, I'd be in a totally different place. You know, I might be in a more successful place, but I don't know if I'd be in a happier place. Right. And, uh that's the stuff I think about now, you know, um, with my childhood, it's just like, I wish I could remember more, honestly. Uh, even though there's all these issues I do, like, you know, miss my dad still. Uh, and you know, it's just, it's nice having the family I have now, you know, it, it feels good. You know, you can be there and, it's cool, you know. It it's crazy how like life changes over time, you know. Mm-hmm. Like growing up in the nineties is feels like something really different than what people will grow up with now, even though like the family dynamic is pretty much the same, but the help out there and the resources nowadays, it's like I feel like it's a lot easier for people to cope with as long as they have the access to those resources. But I think because of people addressing these issues, it's easier to get through some of this stuff if you're able to get it, which I mean, that's, that's a whole nother topic of BS that, some of that stuff's hard for people, you know, like it's, I feel like they make it hard for people on purpose sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. Life's crazy. What about you? Yeah. I mean, it's, well, first, thank you for sharing. Really appreciate that. That was good. Uh, And, you know, it's really funny listening to your story because I know that we've talked about bits and pieces of our lives and things like that, but there are so many similarities between our lives and our childhoods that were kind of blowing me away whenever you were discussing this. Like a lot of it, I was like, oh, wow, that's very similar to what I went through. It almost beat for beat for some of these things. So my childhood's weird, or at least trying to tell about my childhood is a little strange because I'm going to be completely honest, and people think that I'm lying. Even my own family calls me a liar on this. Uh, I don't remember pretty much all my childhood. Like, before high school, it's really just a massive blur. And I think Hmm. it's I was just trying to... I, I didn't let myself be me or experience things because of some of the things that happened whenever I was really little. And most of the things that I'm going to be talking about are actually stories that were passed down to me from family members. Whenever I would reach out to them and explain the situation of the fact that I have no memory of like 90% of my childhood, I would ask them questions. And sometimes the family would be more than happy to let me know what happened because they felt like it was important. And there were other times in which they said, if I had your childhood, I'd forget it too. And just end the conversation there. So it's 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 mm. tough to really try and dive into that. But like I, I think it all really stemmed from 
the fact that my parents were really, really young when they had me. So, of course, there was going to be a lot of drama and a lot of issues with that. My mom was 16 years old when I was born. My dad was 18, right? Like, she was still in high school, and she got expelled from her high school for being pregnant. That was Damn. the only reason, right? So, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And then she got expelled from the second high school for fighting, but whatever. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those things where, it, like, it kind of started with some weird issues there. Like they were too young for this. And one of the, the stories about my early like pre-childhood that my father told me one night, um, whenever I moved back with him a long, long time, like after I think I was like 21 or whatever it was, but he was, it was a, a day of drinking and smoking weed, which is my dad's favorite pastime and what he <laughs> does all day, every day. Uh, and uh, he told me about the story of, how they try he was talking about old cars and like old cars that they've had throughout their life and how unreliable and shitty some of them were and how one of their first cars that they bought they actually were on their way to um an abortion clinic when they found out that they were pregnant with me and the car broke down and so they just got the car towed went home and while I'm born now, right? Like, so hmm. when I heard that, it was really hard to take because I had just recently moved in with my father. I've never lived with him um, my entire life. I only visited him uh, once a year over the summers when I was a kid. Uh, and I I wanted to feel wanted, right? Like, I wanted to create that connection with my father uh, mm -hmm. And at least have the idea of what a father is and to hear a story of how I was unwanted. It really it really kind of hurt me there. And it was a, it was a weird situation to deal with. Um, but then there's other tales like kind of fast forward uh, about four years from the birth itself uh, of, you know, uh, my dad supposed to be watching me and throwing a party at the house. And my mom would come home from work where there's just like bongs and just beer, alcohol all over the whole house. His friends are there just completely shit-faced. And I'm on the couch in the middle of all of it with like a bong sent next to me. Like just don't really know what's going on. I'm a, I'm a little kid. I'm a baby, right? Like I, I don't know what's better or what I'm supposed to be doing. And like my, I think that was like the final straw for my mom. She grabbed me, took me to my grandma's house, and that was it. And then that's whenever the custody battles started to happen. Um, from what I was told, my father would go to my grandma's house uh, right before the court date if my mom had left, and then go and take me from my grandma's house and actually have me sit on his side of the bench to make it look like I wanted to be with him. Um, I don't know how true Damn. some of these things are, but that's like that's one of the things that I was used as a tool, as a pawn, right, to get what he wanted out of those things to get those custody battles. Hmm. So that was that was pretty tough. Um, my mom eventually got full custody. Uh, my dad was able to have visitation every once in a while. Um, I forgot exactly how often it was because it dwindled really fast. Um, I, I feel like I saw my father a lot and then all of a sudden it became just once a year over the summer for two weeks uh, very quickly. And uh, he ended up going to jail um, for trafficking. And then I guess I, I didn't know this because my mom didn't tell me it, but um, 
one night out of nowhere, I felt like we were just packing everything up into U-Haul and leaving. And we ended up moving from San Diego to Chicago real fast. And it turns out wow. that was actually the night that my father got out of jail. So my mom was trying to get us away from him. Um, she didn't want anything to do with him, his family, anything like that, and just kind of got us out of there. Now, there is some good family that my mom still kept in contact with, um, specifically one of his sisters, uh, my Aunt Sue, and um, her husband, Breck, who is my Uncle Breck, who really instilled some amazing things on me as a child that I still remember to this day. Uh, my Uncle Breck really molded a lot of how I am with my creative things like how much i love drawing and art uh he was the type that he worked construction so he always has like random bits of plywood and stuff around the house things from old jobs that he kept he was kind of a hoarder but a hoarder of hmm. nice things like you go to his place That's and you're good. like you have a lot of shit but it's all <laughs> really cool shit right like so and it has use and he does reuse it which is pretty cool but i remember him lining the house the outside of the house with plywood and letting me paint and let me spray paint on these bits of plywood just all day. And then whenever I would leave, he would actually take the time to paint over everything. So I had a blank canvas to come back to and just do it all over again. And I, it was wow. it was really nice. And it was one of the he was one of those guys that, oh, you like painting and you like art. Well, guess what? I just bought this 124 pack of Prisma markers. Uh, have at it. Have fun. Right. Like he when he, he found an interest in one of our one of the one of the, the his nieces or nephews or that we had, he went for it and he gave us the bounce and the creative freedom to just explore those things and what it meant or like if we even enjoyed it. And he did the same things for his daughters, too. He has four daughters. And it was it was an amazing place like that. If when I think of San Diego, his home is home. Everyone in my life or everyone in our family at some point, I feel like, has lived in that home. Like, I even lived there with my mom for a little while as well. So his door has always been open, and he's one of those types, too, where you don't call him, you just show up, and he prefers it that way. So it is is a really interesting place there. But, yeah, it, it was really tough. I guess, like, through all that trouble and things like that, I, I became really quiet. Uh, at a very early age and me being quiet led to a lot of misconceptions of the other kids and I guess I I've always had a like I'm always thinking about something I'm always thinking about a problem or reliving a situation in my head so some people take that as me looking at them wrong <laughs> and I got that a lot growing up um, I got into a lot of fights when I was a kid a lot um, I, my dad told me a story once that, um, he laughs about it, but like the undertones of it, I think are pretty messed up. And I think if my kid told me this, I would, I would feel a little troubled about it. But he asked me how was school today? Uh, one day when he was picking me up, I think it was on a Friday for one of his weekends. And I told him, Oh, it was great. I didn't get into, into any fights today. And because uh, it was such a common occurrence that I just kind of accepted the fact that I need to fight and everything that is in front of me, I need to fight for what I have, for who I am and just constantly be defending myself and always be on edge. And right. And where like a good day is when I don't have to fight anybody. And, and this is elementary school. 
right? Like this is a very young age. So it's, it's a very, it's a weird thing that I, I feel like I kept, but I've, I've analyzed it and I've adjusted it to my current life and found a way to make it a better situation uh, where it's not just, oh, like I just have to fight everyone in front of me that wants to make fun of me, right? It's, no, it's it's changing mindsets and having conversations and also fighting for my letting things like my work and um, things like that speak for me. Right. Like, uh, especially where, where I'm at work, I everything I touch, I feel like it has my name on it and I need to defend it to the death. <laughs> and I have very high standards for it. And I feel like I'm fighting every day of my life because of that. So it's it's a little weird. It's I know that some people might not be able to relate to that, but it's it's different and it has helped me out a lot throughout life. But just like you, after moving to Chicago, I, I ended up going to a lot of schools and we were moving about once a year. And it was uh, it was a lot. It was really hard to deal with uh, because you you're right. You, you just don't know what friends really are. You, you really don't like you. You say you have friends. Uh, and you can name people's names. I actually can't remember a single person's name that I was friends with in middle school. But like you, you say that this person is your friend, but then a couple days later you find out you're moving and your brain just kind of clicks and it's like, okay, I'm not seeing this person anymore. They're no longer part of my life. Done. Gone. All right. Like It, it was a very easy for me to just disconnect from the outside world and i wish i didn't do that because i i wish i still kept in contact with some of these people in my past i feel like it would have made things like high school a lot easier uh and you know I, high school is weird and like you said that can be a whole nother topic because i feel like we have two very different high school experiences mm-hmm. and I, I would be very curious to see what kind of connections they have despite how different they were right like because i I guarantee there's a lot of it just shows how there's different ways of coping with things but that's that's a whole nother thing to kind of spiral towards now like as i was moving around a lot like for instance when we say moving a lot i right like it's kind of nice to put it into context here but in sixth grade i went to three different middle schools uh in seventh grade i went to two and in eighth grade i was lucky enough to just go to one uh but that's five what is that what three five six six middle schools and or yes six middle schools in three years so who's gonna make friends and what's the point after the third one i would show up to a school and just be like oh kids would come up to me and be like hey do you want to go play football i'm like no i don't want to know you because what's the point in my mind my my whole mind was why should I care about you? Because I'm not going to, you're not going to be a part of my life really soon here. And that was, that was a hard thing to break that I'm not going to lie. And it still is. Um, it, it's, it's hard and I'm trying to fix that. And I think one of the great things that I have now is in my current job, I get to interact with a lot of children that I can feel that they're going through something very similar. I can feel their insecurities and like what they, how they're, how they deal with public speaking, how they, how they interact with others. And just, I, I, I know that was me. I, I just know it, even though I can't remember those interactions directly, you just get that gut feeling where it's like, where you're, where you see them and you know, 
I went through that. I know what you're going through in your head, man. Like you got this and hoping and I'm trying so hard to give those little bouts of confidence and give them something to take away. And I think it's one of the happiest moments in my career right now is whenever I see those kids light up, when I see them interact with others without having to be told to. It's such a beautiful moment, but it's that's one of the the nice things that kind of came out of some of my childhood. And I think in conjecture with that, I've always had a fascination with um, octopuses. And I think that's, it's, this is weird. It's, it's going to sound weird, but they have an amazing ability to uh, have reactive camouflage to the situations that they're around. Uh, they can mimic almost anything. And there are some that even carry around coconut shells that whenever a predator comes up, they're able to close the shells around them and look like a coconut that just fell in the water, right? Like there's some amazing, brilliant things with that animal that I fell in love with at a very young age. Uh, Animal facts has always been like a weird thing that I know. (laughs) And like, I think it really stems from the fact that I had to move around so much and how to change and adapt to different situations. Because after a while, it wasn't just me going to a new school and saying, I don't care to know you who you are because you're not going to be in my life for more than a year. It was, who am I now? Who do I want to be now? Do I want to be that badass kid that sits in the corner and talks shit to the teacher? Do I want to be the know-it-all nerd that sits up front and says, right? Like I realized I can do all those things because there was no repercussions. I was gone in a year. So it's, it's, not good, first off, <laughs> be yourself. Uh, and in high school, I took this and really, really ran with it in a in a very destructive way. Uh, and it's it's kind of a funny story, but I I, I don't know. I, I'll be happy to talk about that one later again. But yeah, it's I, I became fascinated with the idea of um, reactive camouflage. Being able to blend into any kind of situation just right, right? Where it's, and I, that's whenever I began to really study groups and kind of people watch more, which is mm-hmm. a little creepy, right? But at the same time, it, I wanted to know how people react in real world situations. I didn't know. I, I It sounds weird, right? Like I was an alien going to a foreign planet. But I, I didn't even know how to play at a playground. I, I didn't know what that was. And I felt like everywhere I went, it was so different that I couldn't take what I learned from one playground to the next. So I my mom let me know once that there's, um, she used to have to take me to the same playground for about a week or two straight before I would even start playing on anything. She said, yeah. I used to just sit on the bench right next to her and watch the kids play. And then whenever I finally got up the courage to start playing with them, she said it it kind of blew her away because it looked like I have been playing with them for years. But I knew their games. I knew what like their call outs. I knew their little nuances. And this is at a very young age. And I feel like that's never left me. I, I really do. It's weird. I, I like kind of I like analyzing people. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't know how to word that where it doesn't sound creepy. And I'm really trying to. 
because it's, it's weird. I understand. I I've always been like that too. Uh, mostly, I'm afraid of fucking up, so I always have to watch people. I have yes. to analyze them because I don't want to mess up because I don't want even though like nowadays I feel like I'm not afraid to be judged I still kind of am because I just want to make it right on the first try you know like I want to instead of I'm trying to think of a situation recently where I did this but it's like you know instead of It's almost like for me, I'd rather like if I have to call in an appointment, if I could go in person, I'd rather just go in because I feel like I can kind of see the situation, see who I'm talking to and kind of like blend in my conversation with them. But I also like, I don't know, there's definitely like, I remember in high school, I used to do that where I would watch like a group of people and then like over time I'd slowly start to learn like their likes, dislikes, Mm -hmm. their interests. And then I would just jump into their group and then boom, here we go. Here's five new friends, you know, like, and it's like, you've been there forever, right? It's yeah. It's it's a weird one. No, it's a weird trait. It's I'm trying to find others that are like that. I'm happy to hear that you're like that too. Cause it's, I've I haven't really found a lot of people that, say they they did that or they do that currently so it it is a weird it is a weird thing and hopefully there are other people who are listening that can relate to that you know and i don't want to go too far into the whole all the fights and the physical abuse and things like that like not just to me but to my mother and everything because that was there and that definitely triggered a lot you know like i mentioned getting into a lot of fights when i was younger um one of the worst fights I ever got into, I was um, eight years old ish, I believe. Uh, mm. And uh, an 18 year old decided to take some crutches and beat the shit out of me. Um, oh. Because I was hanging out with uh, my friend who was like his cousin or something. And he turned around and said, Hey, why is this short shit hanging out with us? And I told him to go fuck himself. I was eight years old. <laughs> And so Damn. he grabbed some crutches and beat the living shit out of me. Um, my uncle reacted to that and beat the crap out of him. And then uh, we were living in Section 8 housing at that time and got him and his family kicked out of the Section 8 housing. So I don't, wow. I don't know if that's like a good ending to that story because their family probably really needed that help too, looking back at it. But that was a, that was a weird one where I, I thought that like adults don't hit kids and i considered him an adult he's 18 right and uh he's 18 yeah yeah he didn't get the shit kicked out of him he he beat the crap out of me it was pretty bad uh but yeah that was that was a weird one and it it's just it's one of those things like i i've always i've always been a fighter i've always just done that grind whether i'm fighting in real life or fighting for personal image or a job or whatever it is i go 100 percent all the time and it's it's from that kind of growing up that childhood and it's it's a lot also you know in high school with wrestling and things like that that helped boost it and i found a way to channel that energy a little bit better but yeah it's um it's a lot it's it's kind of it's weird trying to 
like really remember these things. And I think one of the biggest moments in my life was um, I I decided to paint uh, a dream I had. And it was the only dream I ever had where I felt like I saw glimpses of my childhood, uh, like even who I was as a kid. Because when I try and imagine myself as a kid, I, I can't see a clear image in my face, in my head. Uh, and mm. it's weird. Like I I can't, really picture my own face as a child which is strange but i i felt like i saw that in this um in this dream i had and i ended up painting the dream it was a pretty messed up nightmare actually it was whenever i was going through a really bad bout of uh, sleep paralysis um and insomnia um staying awake for seven days straight for no reason that kind of stuff um but i painted it and my mom saw it and i didn't explain what the painting was at all and she instantly like was so drawn to it where she said i we're getting this framed right now like let's go like we're gonna go to a framer we're gonna get this professionally it wasn't just like go grab a 20 30 frame and put it up no like she got it professionally framed the whole nine yards and had it in her house um she still does actually every house that they lived in that gets hung up um hmm right next to this uh, photography photo self-portrait I took uh, when I was in high school that is a really interesting picture that I like a lot. But she she keeps that one up at all times. And I asked her the last time she came out here to visit us, I'm like, do you saw that painting by chance? She's like, oh, yeah, we love it. I was like, did I ever explain what that was? And she said, no, do you want to? And I went, okay. Like, And I laid it all out for her. And she just kind of got quiet for a while that's how my mom kind of reacts to things that make her uncomfortable she just gets kind of quiet and you can tell she's like running through what she's supposed to say next uh and she says i don't know if i'm comfortable having that in my house anymore and Hmm. i told her i was like that's fine like i'm not hurt by that at all like i was uncomfortable seeing it on the wall every day but i didn't tell you that and so i don't know if it's still up or if it's not anymore but i'd be very curious about that and it's um yeah, it was the one and only time that I actually used art to uh, really kind of pour my my heart out, right? Like actually do uh, put myself on the canvas. And I've never really done that since. Like I love drawing, but I use drawing as a form of escapism. Um, I used to get dinged for it in art school all the time where they wanted me to draw the still life in front of me, but then I would add little weird elements to it and they would get pissed because they're like, oh, is that there? I'm like, no, but why would I want to draw what's right in front of me? Why am I going to draw reality when I can make up a world right now? And I've never been able to really break that and I've never been able to draw something that close to home um, since. It just doesn't feel comfortable for me yet. Maybe one of these days I'll get there, uh, but we'll see. So it is, it's kind of, it's a weird, real situation. But yeah, I, I think what one of the biggest things I, I can take away from my childhood is that you don't have to, it's kind of hard, like learning how to channel that energy and you don't have to pretend who, you don't have to pretend at who you are, right? Like, be you 100%. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes and not know the right thing to say at that one point in time. You don't have to wait 
you know, two weeks to go make a friend, go make a friend right now. Right. Like it's, there's so many little things like that, that I, I wish that I could have told my younger self, but like you said, all those things that we went through made us who we are today. And honestly, if I had to go through an, a Nietzsche, right, infinite cycle engine bullcrap, like I would have 100% do it all over again. I would go through all those joys, those angers, all the fights, all the tears, the sorrow, that all the joy, all that good stuff and the bad stuff too. And then forgetting everything <laughs> just to get to where I am right now because I like where I'm at. You know, it, I could be more successful. That's fine. But everybody can. But I'm happy with where I'm at right now. And I think that's a really good thing to have. And yeah, it's a good thing to take away from our childhoods. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird forgetting things. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed our little dive into ourselves uh this is the layer of gray series that we're going to be continuing on within the show uh throw it in sporadically uh and kind of share different tidbits of our life uh personal dilemmas situations that we encounter ourselves and how we dealt with them and coped with them uh, or just whatever <laughs> that's the beauty of it it's a way to find out more about us and maybe eventually find out more about you so if you have a story for layers of gray hand it over pass it our way if you're willing to share you don't have to tell us who you are we can share it anonymous anonymously but we need to share these ideas and put them out there because we even realized it while we were doing this we are not alone we don't have to go through this stuff by ourselves there are others that went through very similar situations that, that can help. We can make that safe space for each other. I think that's very important to do. So like I said, if you guys do have anything that you want to share, please do. But we're not forcing anybody to, only if you're comfortable with it. And yeah, with that, that's going to do it for us. And we'll talk to you guys next week. But until then, bye for now.